Mana and Fraumin, Willkommen. This is Nick's Nonfiction. I am Nick Muniz. Today on the show, the most anticipated edition in years. None other than Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf. What do you call a movie about Adolf Hitler? The Germanator. What's Adolf Hitler's favorite computer game? Minecraft. Adolf asked his advisor, what's the weather like today? Heil Hitler. Like, are you allowed to talk about this? I'm treading lightly here. All of my Instagram memes have been taken off that had uh, either Hitler or swastikas in them. And I've been shadow banned at 17,000 followers for two years. Two years. <laughs> I get 10 followers a day. The numbers won't change. You guys get the picture. We're talking about Hitler today. Here's a quote from an actual Hitler apologist. They got Mein Kampf wrong. We have discovered that older versions contain mistranslations and outright embellishment. Mein Kampf, ugh. Okay guys, I'm not one of these alt-right dudes who actually want to see a nationalist government take over the world. We're just having some fun. But to question these ideas, you gotta have some gall. Some Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> some people do spring cleaning, we do ethnic cleansing. Another one. You know, at least Hitler knew the rules of baseball. Three Reichs and you're out. <laughs> Bro, it's like Friedrich Nietzsche part two. And of course he exterminated a whole race of people. We'll touch on that today, but try to get some motivation out of it. He who would live must fight. He who doesn't wish to fight in this world where permanent struggle is the law of life has no right to exist. He gets your fucking blood pumping. A Hitler speech? Let's go. Adolf Hitler never took a taxi. Guy was an ubermensch. <laughs> Nearly 80 years ago today, Hitler did what no one else was able to do. He killed Adolf Hitler. Nickers, we'll be right back. About the author, Adolf Hitler. The whole thing is a biography, so we won't even bother. Patreon.com slash a niche, a dollar tier, a three dollar tier. The six dollar tier has been removed. That's right. You waited too long. You don't get to read my book anymore. Holy shit. There was some big stuff in there. CIA, if you're listening, I'm a free agent. Harry shit on Instagram. As I said, we are shadow banned at 17,000 followers for two years now. Ten followers a day. No, you're at the same number. I don't know, YouTube isn't this bad yet, but I remember I put up a meme of a swastika on a shoe, and it was some joke about Nike. They almost banned my account. <laughs> and yeah, I haven't been able to get traction over there for two years. What are you going to do? Can you even talk about Adolf Hitler, one of the most fucking famous people in history, or is that hate speech? Why did Adolf Hitler hate math class? He didn't like showing his work. He's only interested in the final solution. <laughs> Why did Adolf Hitler fail art school? The guy couldn't mix colors. Holy crap! My grandfather downed 11 German fighter planes in World War II. Worst mechanic in the Luftwaffe. We'll be right back. Chapter 1, Mein Kampf, Vienna Fingers. 15 chapters, I condensed it down to 5, 3 per... The thing is two volumes, 700 pages if you want the specs. First chapter, recovering his life in Vienna. Born into the town of Brano at the inn. 
He was born in a hotel. That's what I call delivery service. Try to be serious. Long quote, German Austria must return to the great German mother country, and not because of any economic considerations. No, and again no. Even if such a union were unimportant for an economic point of view, yes. Even if it were harmful, it must nevertheless take place. Austria must be part of Germany again. One blood demands one Reich. Never will the German nation possess the moral right to engage in colonial politics unless, at least, it embraces its own sons with a single state. Only when the Reich borders include the very last German, but can no longer guarantee his daily bread, will the moral right to acquire foreign soil arise from the distress of our own people. This is the most outspoken 12 years old ever. He's on some Anne Frank-level writing. Okay, so he's no fence-sitter. He believes in the German state, even though he was born on the border of Austria-Germany. That quote was pretty savage. He keeps going, Even if such a union were unimportant from an economic point of view, even if it was harmful, it must take place. <laughs> Bro, so like, even from the time he was a child, he was a utilitarian. Even if people get hurt, it's worth it so that we all have one flag. I don't know. You want to fucking talk about the United States and the Ukraine today? I'm not doing it. Okay, draw your own connections. We don't need to trigger people. Do you appease countries or whatever? Zoomers, they call this fucking postmodernism the belief that nothing is true, everything is permitted. For Zoomers, they're already in the simulation. It's all relativism, if you want to go philosophy. It's a way to justify your own means. Utilitarian relativist. Hitler's really good at this. He just justifies whatever he wants to believe the entire time. Hitler's father was a civil servant. His mother was a housewife. His dad left when he was in his teens. When he was a younger boy, the Hulk family moved to the countryside of Lombok. In his teenage years, he becomes interested in the military... He's reading magazines about war. It's all pre-World War One. There was an option for kids to either join the Humanastic Gymnasium or Real School. And Hitler's dad, he's still sending him letters. He's like, you better not go to gymnasium all day. You gotta go to real school. And this is partly why Hitler's like, no, I'm an artist. <laughs> Doubles down. Homie should be focusing on his watercolors. He's in his teens here. He's gonna get radicalized. He has a harder opinion. Austria is a German state, and the Germans living within it have to struggle for their way of life the way they are not used to. So he's like, I see that. Austria is getting the short end of the stick. It's like the U.S., whatever, making satellite nations. So he's just going, make them part of the U.S. <laughs> so, like, instead of sending fucking 20,000 marines a year a slow drip into Iraq let's just invade the bitch and call it the 51st state you know with 100,000 soldiers are going to commit suicide to just fucking get it over with enough of this satellite nation Austria you're basically Germany helicopter, helicopter. I'm going to have to go jihad against Hitler this whole book so yeah, like, seriously, if you're a surface-level listener, you think I'm part of the alt-right. Bro, this is another up-down situation. Let's just hear Hitler's story. Germany's more interested in the other colonies than Germany is in Austria. 
So he's complaining that Austria is not getting the full attention from the daddy nation. Whatever, bro. He goes to the humanities school, and his most influential teacher was this guy, Dr. Leopold Potsch. At 15, he's fucking turning Hitler into a sleeper weapon. He's like telling him that history's taught from the perspective of whoever won. So I'm saying Hitler kind of got some <laughs> conspiratorial literature at a young age. That's why he's into aliens and shit, but you got to go listen to the Patreon for that deep. This guy Potch Butterstotch, <laughs> he's saying real history is learning the cause of historic events, whereas the uh, dates aren't exactly significant. Plots over detail. Germanism could be safeguarded only by the destruction of Austria, and furthermore, that national sentiment is no sense identical with dynastic patriotism. That above all, the House of Habsburg was designed to be the misfortune of the German nation. So you got like Wilhelm in at the moment, and Prussia just got wiped off the map, so they really don't have a sense of identity. Hitler's going, we need to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And of course... Like, you can have the purest intentions. I'll show you later when he fully turns evil. But like, up to now, even if you have a utilitarian, we're going to unite everybody and make a utopia. That shit always goes wrong. To make things worse, Hitler, he comes down with a lung condition at 15. His mother's caring for him. He gets word that his dad died out on the road. And then, his mother dies. So he's an angry orphan moving to the city of Vienna. He takes the entry exam for real school, fails out, takes the art exam, fails out. <laughs> like He doesn't need the education at this point. That other guy bought him up to pace. And he actually starts making a living as a painter in Vienna. Bro, how the fuck? That's the most impressive thing in this entire book. Surviving off of his fucking brush strokes. If you can't admit that that picture that Hitler painted with the German Shepherd is beautiful, then you're just too triggered by this entire topic. He made some good paintings. I have it in my kitchen. <laughs> Within the city walls, stark poverty exists next to opulence. So he's kind of sounding socialist. At this point, he's talking about it like it's L.A. You see the people in the hills, and then you look down, and there's a rat skittering across a hobo opalescence so like it's supposed to motivate you capitalistically I'm going to be the guy in the hills but germ he takes the nationalistic approach it would just be better if we were all part of some national socialist thing that we felt like we were connected I don't know if he knows psychology or what it is maybe it's better to motivate people with unity than fear sounds a little too hippy dippy Quote, the plight of the peasant boy who goes to the big city. If he does not find work right away, he runs out of money. If he finds a job, he eventually loses it. When his unemployment benefits run out, he may face eviction, which aids to his misery. The worker eventually becomes indifferent and then used by others for his own purpose. The children learn these attitudes from their parents. The male turns to alcohol and there are fights between mother and father. The life they are forced to live leads to the de degeneration of the individual. Fuck. He's still talking philosophy in terms of the individual. You'll see <laughs> later, he's like, nobody's even trying to improve themselves. I'm just going to talk about it in terms of society. That's what all these philosophers do. Socrates started talking about themselves and then his student learns. Just bring it up to the Republic. Fuck it. Nobody's even trying to improve anyway. 
don't know, maybe I become Hitler. I'm trying to help you motherfuckers, but <laughs> the only way is to start a Reich. The Niche Reich. <laughs> He's like not enjoying Austria, and then his lung condition comes back. He starts writing some pamphlets. Nobody here has national pride. People are throwing that shit in the garbage. His lung ailment worsens again. He goes to the hospital. And then he develops a distaste for the Jews. This is by the age of 16. <laughs> I don't know how to compare this to modern day. I don't have enough information. So you can talk about shape-shifting lizards and aliens, but you can't talk about 90% of international banks lead back to Israel? Just can't talk about it. <laughs> Whitney Webb has some good writings on that, but you're seriously drifting into anti-Zionism. Anywho, Hitler, he starts coming up with his own utopia here at the age of 17. He makes a uh, pamphlet of 30 things that the perfect society will have. And then he starts going after the politicians. So, like, he's saying all these countries, Hungary, Austria, they have splinter groups. But you might as well make them part of Germany. Yada, yada. Quote, the territory that Austria is being held together by force, not by a common bong among the people. One common bong, man. That's what we need, like, a socialist country where we all hit the bong together. So he's saying we need a bond under the House of Habsburg. Another one. But, yeah, Habsburg is failing. Quote, the Western form of democracy that exists is a forerunner of Marxism. The parliamentary system replaces the rule of one individual with a form of mob rule and allows the partition to behind decision of the majority. Oh, my God. So Hitler hates democracy. He really is a dictator. You'll give him that. He's right, though. He's just like Gaddafi. <laughs> Hitler, I'm saying at this point, he's not playing in the Overton window anymore. Oh, well, left versus right society. It's like, fuck this. If we're going to play against all these other nations, let's go hard. The Western form of democracy that exists is a forerunner of Marxism. Oh, is our fucking democracy turning into Marxism? Hitler called it. <laughs> Another beefy one just tearing down democracy. Thus, in the case of a few weeks, it was possible to conjure up names out of the void, to associate them with incredible hopes on the part of the broad public, to even give them popularity. So he's talking about the politicians. They're constructs. They're not real fucking people. We must study the vile Jewish technique. Let's go. <laughs> emptying garbage pails full of the vilest slanders and defamations from hundreds and hundreds of sources at once suddenly and as if by magic on the clean garment of honorable men if we fully appreciate the entire menace represented by those scoundrels of the press hmm you ever seen the composition of the New York Times and how 90% of them are joy the press makes or breaks people they scrounge around for unsavory facts in the individual's background, and if they cannot find any, they resort to slander. This is how the press manufactures public opinion. He's way outside the window at this point. All great leaders concede on a single foe and direct the attention of the population to fighting against that single foe. 
it's like he's just saying, I'm going to use the Jews. He's saying the press uses the black people. Now it's Asian people. It's just choosing a group. And for Hitler, he says, A really great leader manages to categorize all of the foes into a single group. If there are no enemies, the leader's power weakens. Damn. A nation has the capability of producing really good statements once in a while, not on a mass basis. He had another banger. Human laws cancel out state laws. I'm telling you, this guy's like a libertarian at this point. And he just gives up on the system. And he's like, I'm going to hijack this country. It's pretty sick. Chapter 2. Munich. Hitler moves to Munich. This is 1912. He's feeling home in the big city. He's been in the happiest period of his life, what he calls... Again, painting for money. He has a new dream of going to architecture school. Um, he also had a couple observations there that very few people, even in the capital city, Munich, care about the Habsburg situation. So they just see, like, Austria's already part of Germany. And so, yeah, more of that shit. Like, what stood out to me, he's mentioning city folk. They don't even know about the Triple Alliance. Austria, Italy, Germany. Everybody's too wrapped up in their own shit in the cities he's getting at. He's fucking doing George Carlin bits. I think Hitler's strongest comedic takes are on the Jews. <laughs> Literally, it was 700 pages. I had a note here. He had an entire page rant about how people don't study history. It's a comedy book. <laughs> He starts to put his political process into action in Germany. So he's going, we have four options. Option eins. We can practice birth control like the French do. And this will rob them of future glory if they start doing uh, birth control. Options why? Internal colonization. He's basically saying increase agricultural output. But then this is going to soak up the soil. Like, you can put double the amount of seeds in the soil one time, but then next season it's shot. Option dry. Three. Acquire new lands in Europe. Oh, shit. He's ready to fucking drop on shady shoals. Hitler Fortnite. Acquire the lands of Europe. Option veer. Acquire what we need through trade and commercial policy. Sounds the most democratic. Option fumf. We eat the babies. Let's go. Option sext. He's going, if the Jews had their own state, none of this would be a problem. So he's starting the scapegoating process. The reason that we're starving is because there's too many Jews. He says, the best way to preserve the state is to preserve the common culture and virtues. With these characteristics intact, the economy can flourish. Once the reason for existing... You don't have to take it too serious at this point. I'm saying he's using economic theory in combined with race. We get 1913-1914. He joins the National Socialist Movement. And he like got up on stage one of the time, dropped some knowledge about the Boer War, 1899. In Germany, they were trying to colonize South Africa. And the Africans thought that their anti-monetary system could like withstand it. So Hitler's going, it's not even about the money. 
Just tell them they're not even a people anymore. It's about race beyond money. And then he also said at the first meeting that he supported Japan in the Russo-Japan War. It's going to form the future. This was his 9-11 moment. I heard news of the death of Archduke Ferdinand while at home in Munich. I worried it was the work of a fanatical German student. That's every FBI agent the morning after a shooting. Was it one of mine? Hang up that computer call. Hitler joins the Bavarian Regiment and is sent to Flanders. Don't go rootily tooting that rifle, Flanders. <laughs> We're doing jokes. He was so uh, revved up by the Archduke getting killed that he joined World War I. They're the eyes only who spoon-feed the news to victories, to the population instead of letting them celebrate joyously. Instead of trying to subdue enthusiasm, they should let it flow. Hitler critiquing the generals. You'll see World War II after the Nazis won, they threw fucking parties. And in World War I, you had to be all chased. He had another problem with the generals. They don't understand the idle threat of Marxism. If you give a soldier 30 minutes of free time, they're going to go smoke a Vietnamese weed. He's going, if we're doing fucking society, you got to regiment every minute of every single person's day. A society of meth. Government and markets, he says, are kept clean. Yeah, so everything devolves into socialism, like his first quote, bro. 1% of the people have 90% of the wealth here. And you got hippies saying that's hyper-capitalism. Aristocracy and the proletariat. It happens in communism, too. It's just mass society. Hitler's still in the war. He says there are underlying conceptions and ideas related to the spiritual beliefs, and the only way these can be destroyed is by the destruction of the whole idea of tradition. This involves the withering of the state from being politically powerful. So back to the 1899 South African War. Take away their traditions. Quote, the war is basically a means of struggle for the survival of the German people. Propaganda is a way to achieve this goal. When survival is the issue, then any means should be used to achieve its goal. See how he's like justifying everything? That's full utilitarian. We can use propaganda because we're in survival. And so once you put things into terms of survival, then yeah, let's gas 7 million Jews, otherwise our people will die. He does a pretty, like, baller trick here. Hitler sees that the United States is dropping pamphlets into the Axis's uh, trenches. And it's like, look how bad Germany has it. Germany doesn't even take care of their veterans. So they're not even dropping bombs. The Allies are dropping pamphlets. This is intellectual warfare. You sow dissent. Then Hitler's going, so next time there's a world war, we don't even need to make that much propaganda. You just show them how they America portrays the Germans. You get it? You can use other people's propaganda as yours. Quote, the function of propaganda is, for example, not to weigh and ponder the rights of different people, but exclusively to emphasize the one right it which has sent to argue for. It's like the entire communism versus capitalism paradigm. We use Russia's portrayal of us, and they use us as 
gluttonous consumers to fucking propagandize their people. Propaganda must limit itself to a few points and it must be repeating over and over again. Things must be repeated thousands of times before the people will remember them. The propaganda must be consistent. Any changes that are made must not change. The intent of the propaganda will not be effective. It must remain uniform. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. (laughs) Chapter 3. Student of the Game. Hitler has one ball. And he's going out for the game. Didn't they also say Hitler had a micro penis? He said in World War One he took shrapnel to the inner thigh, so maybe that's where he lost his ball. But he never mentioned in this book having a, a micro penis. How often is that a guy has one ball and a tiny dick? I think people are just making fun of Hitler. <laughs> October fourteenth, nineteen eighteen, he was then wounded by a gas attack lost his voice and his sight he sent back to munich that's the end of his war time and he's saying back in munich people are angry now but they're still uneducated damn it's like paris or something maybe instead of rioting for the 500th time you boycott one of the companies Hitler, he's fucking fully motivated. He's going to take over this country. He starts sitting in at university lectures. Gattin Freider, says his favorite uh, professor, teaches him about capital markets, stock exchanges. He makes a really good philosopher point here. It's economics versus politics. The enormous difference between the tasks of the theoretician and the politician is also the reason why a union of both one and the persons are never found. It's especially true. Dude, shut up with the theory. It's the wolf of Wall Street. You can never control the wolf because the economics, they set the theory. Those guys know that the politicians are subservient to them. So he's going, the hardest thing we're going to do is get the bank on the side of Germany. Maybe this is why Hitler hated the international banks. We're going to start going too deep here, but... He brings up in Fetter's lectures... Slavery being an interest of capital markets. (laughs) So he's in this justification thing. So now he's going slavery is okay because it makes you richer over time. I don't know, man. You have to work in an Amazon factory, live in the bunks, and you get five minutes to eat crickets out of a vending machine. How different is that than a Soviet steel factory? Sounds like Voxcon in China. It's just like different degrees of slavery. I'm trying to say, don't look at this as dictator versus president. These are all dictators. Quote, what we must fight for is to safeguard the existence and reproduction of our race and our people, the sustenance of our children and the purity of our blood, the freedom and independence of the fatherland, so that our people may mature for the fulfillment of the mission allotted in the creator of the universe. This could only work in Europe. Like, the everybody's saying Donald Trump is Hitler. We don't care that much. Americans are rebels. Again, this will only happen in Europe. They started sending Hitler as a mole to German worker party meetings. Jaja, what is up, my fellow communists? Hitler undercover. He's wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> 
So Hitler's going undercover at this point. <laughs> this is also when Alistair was in his circle. Anywho, big quote. A grave economic symptom of decay was the slow disappearance of the right of poverty and the gradual transference of the entire economy to the ownership of the stock companies. They served to cause a separation of the worker and personal property. So maybe communism is global governance. He sounds like a hippie here. He's saying let's get the people more of the equity. One more quote. People frequently move, which means they do not form bonds with the area. There are no cultural movements for the community. Pre-war days are declining in religion. He's got some fucking grievances. He's going George Carlin on us. Chapter 4. Nation and Race. Start off with how he's setting up the whole society. I'm saying we're well past morality. There are two kinds of people, high-level people and low-level people. Offspring tend to bring down the higher level. The stronger level should not be allowed to mate with the weaker level. Racial mixing results in two things, a lowering of the higher education and a deterioration of physical and intellectual strength. <laughs> and he's just said there that rich people can't have kids. So, like, who actually wins in this? Everybody's kid is raised by the state. Whatever, it's so crazy, it, it just might work. When bloods mix, they lose their purity, and the master people disappear within a thousand years. He's playing to the racial base. The Aryan has to conquer and regulate the activity of those below him. The Aryan is willing to labor and die for family and for others. He receives his strength from his community, and the community survives because of his willingness to fight and die for it. Learned a funny word here, German word, Fichterfuhlung. It means duty. Do your Fichterfuhlung. Everyone's got a duty. Duty arises from idealism. The culture praises those who sacrifice their own happiness for the sake of the community. He made a really good point here. Veterans cannot run for office in the Third Reich. It's like a superpower in politics to be a veteran. Bush, all of the Bushes, this new Dan Crenshaw guy, he has one eye. That's the ultimate, hey, vote for me, I have the ultimate valor. It's like a hack. But anyway, Hitler says you're not allowed to do it. Let's get into the Jews. The Jew is the counterpart of the Aryan. They have a strong instinct for self-preservation and gain for intelligence from foreigners. They climb over the foundations of the past to reach their current intellectual level. Since they have never had their own culture, they obtain the foundations of their intellectual work. Have you seen Fiddler on the Roof, Hitler? They don't have culture. The Jewish state is unlimited, even though there is no land without boundaries. The Jews imitate other cultures, and the more prevalent artistic activity that they have is acting, not architecture or music as other cultures have. <laughs> the Jews, they're fucking actors. These nomads wander from place to place. They are parasitic in culture other than their own because they do not have a country. The Jews explain their existence as a religious community and hide their true inner nature. I'm nomad beatnik Nick out here. I guess that makes me Jewish. The Talmud teaches the Jew how to lead a profitable life and practical life. It is not geared toward life in the hereafter. 
whoa, whoa. So that's the best argument he makes, that Judaism isn't a race. Holy fuck. Their holy book doesn't even talk about the afterlife. But it is going to bother you because you're human, and, and I was human. <laughs> Zuckerberg is Jewish. Holy fuck, dude. So the Talmud doesn't even talk about the afterlife. All it is is a bunch of fucking loopholes to get through the legal system. See, reading this shit could radicalize you. Judaism, is it a race or a religion? He's dead wrong about saying they don't have culture. Mm. The Jews appear as soon as there are settlements. They are usually merchants. They gradually take on the role of middlemen in commerce. The Jews settle in certain areas and monopolize commerce and finance become landlords. Even though they never work the soil themselves, they become wealthy due to charging usurious rates of interest and use their money to get what they want from government and prices. Jesus. And there's a rabbi hiding under your bed. So you see how he uses Christianity to go after Judaism? It says in the Bible, no usury. That's what the Jews do. Get them! It would be so awesome. It would be so cool. Go get him, it would be sweet. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> well, this is what happens when you give one guy the power of millions. The Jews, it's their fault. Inner happiness is lost when the blood is not pure. There is no sacrifice great enough to win the support of the masses. The only way to educate them is through indirect methods. He's so awake. So I'm saying he's not ethical at all. He's going, there's no way to logic people. You just got to get in their fucking heads. The only way to carry out the nationalization of the masses is to avoid half measures. Jesse, we need to cook. He's going full Breaking Bad. No half measures. October 16th, 1919. The German Workers' Party meets 111 members. Hitler speaks for 30 minutes. He said he ran the light for another 30 minutes on top of that. A bunch of blue-collar workers came in the bar. People were so swayed that at the next speech, 300 people showed up. So then he traveled around speaking for several months. And I tried to cross-reference this. It was at Wikipedia. But Wikipedia doesn't say he started speaking until February 4th, 1920. Hitler's been on the circuit for a year working out the fucking material. Wikipedia, they want him to look like a newbie. February 4th, 1920, the 25-point thesis he presents, it's for the new party. But remember I brought it up before he made the 30 things a government should do? It's all of his old work, now made for a dictatorship. Quote, with the first guiding principles and directives were issued for a struggle, which was to do away with a veritable mass of old traditional concepts and opinions which were unclear. The Marxist wave of conquest and new power phenomena was entering with an 11th hour at the chariot of doom. <laughs> the Marxists. They got a red scare going on. Uh, you got one more quote. He was actually pretty lenient on immigration. Naturalization can take place in if immigration is not a criminal or political subversive. The authorities pay no attention to the health of the applicant. That's pretty lenient. There must be honor in being a citizen laborer in the Reich more than being royalty in another country. 
fuck. He's even using Soviet propaganda, too. That's what Americans are obsessed with, becoming royalty. His thing is you'll have pride in being a worker. Chapter 5, The Strong Man is Mightiest Alone. The strength of a political party comes from the obedience of its members, not from their intellectual activities. Gotta take a minute and think about that one. He read Nietzsche. He knows about empowering the individual. But power comes from obedience of the members. He's right. If you're starting a political thing, the only thing that matters is obedience. At the Hofbra House, that's the name of the bar he was kicking it at, 2,000 people attended one time. It turned into a full-out brawl. And this is when Hitler's like, I can't just have security anymore. I need army men. He starts the storm army. So I'm saying obedience is the only thing. <laughs> this is how you win the political game. <coughs> In terms of the movement, leaflets and posters attracted attention for a minute or two. Written matter must be in a form and level appropriate to its intended audience. This is the only matter in which the written word can approach the spoken word. 1919, 1921, he's still on the circuit. He attends the bourgeoisie meeting, and he sings the Deutschland song there. You know, the Nazi anthem. He composed that shit. Horst Weiss, the fight hot Reich in Groschen. I want to fucking chug a beer every time I hear that shit. So yeah, he hired those party guards in 1921. They're having a couple meetings a week at this point. November 4th, 1921, back at Hofbra House, this is the speech that hit the fucking fan. The Red Party showed up. Turns out into an all-out brawl. Just started with some angry shouting, and then people started throwing beer mugs. So the wenches, the giant-titted ladies come in, conk together the socialist heads. Dudes are choking each other out with sausages. It's a German bar fight. This one wasn't listed on Wikipedia. Hitler said he did a crowd of 60,000 in Munich the summer of 1922. Nowhere to be found on the official record of Wikipedia. 60,000? He just did a stadium. <laughs> and nobody even knows his name yet internationally. Quote, A powerful national government can undertake an accept responsibility for the great limitations of the freedom of the individual. It sounds really good. I'm just letting you know it isn't accurate. November 9th, 1923. The German Workers' Party is dissolved. The Nazi Party is born. Political labels? It doesn't really mean too much to me. Hitler is in control of the party. National, socialist, communist, capitalist. Don't lose your head. Libertarian versus authoritarian. There cannot be two continental powers in Europe. We must take all precautions to prevent this from happening. Hey, Putin, Earth isn't big enough for the two of us. Just some nationalist bullshit. The only two countries with which an alliance is positive are with Italy and England. In this way, the power of the French will be checked. Bro, Hitler wanted the Eiffel Tower so bad. It's also one of the best pictures in history. It's kind of where it ends. He had some praise for Mussolini also. But the last pages are getting ready to do World War II. 
quote, if in the world of our present parliamentary corruption, it becomes more and more aware of the proudest essence of its struggle, feels itself to the purest embodiment of the value of race and personality conducts itself accordingly. It will with almost mathematical certainty someday emerge victorious from its struggle, just as Germany must inevitably win her rightful position on this earth if she is led and organized according to the same principles. There you have it. Mein Kampf. Adolf Hitler. Mein Kampfy Couch. We kind of ended abruptly there. To put it on the table, his philosophical downfall, it's a moral absolutism. Rightism. To break it down, rightism, it's about the love of self sublimated into your political ideology. Like lefties, I hate everybody, bro. <laughs> The left loves themselves, but they just make it obvious. The right disguises their self-love in national pride. Like, you're only worthy of love if you look like me. You have an ethnicity like me. The fucking culture war. Nobody has the balls to say what's wrong with the right now. <laughs> you're only a good person if you believe in the things I believe in. Right versus left. It ultimately doesn't matter. If you want to fucking take over the world, get the dummies on your side. Adolf Hitler, Mein Kampf, ending it again. <laughs> Damn, thank you guys for staying tuned. Check out the Patreon. Last month we talked about Nazi voyages past Antarctica. Some fucking crazy shit over there. Harry shit on Instagram for your nightly meme. Let's get a random soundboard effect to end it. Here come that bullshit water up. Here come that bullshit water up. Nick Munez, signing off. See y'all next time. Peace!